Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Am I Embarrassing You podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Wexler, here with my mom, Dr. Amy. And before we get started, make sure to stay tuned at the end of the episode for an Ask Dr. Amy segment. And please give us five stars on the podcast app. And today we're joined by Kim Merstein, producer and entertainment journalist, and her grandma, Gail. And together they host the podcast that we were on a couple weeks ago, Excuse My Grandma. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you, girls. It's nice to see you again. <laughs> you, too. you too. We had so much even fun. If, even if we're on Zoom, <laughs> we got to stop yeah. the Zoom business. I know. Um, the Zooming is very annoying. Yeah. But at least we're together and you're together in person. Exactly. Exactly. When did you get back from Florida? We got back last week, but we've, I've seen you every day since we've been back. <laughs> this is getting so sad. <laughs> the two of us. Yes. I came, went down to Chelsea and uh, we did some shopping down there. We've got some orchids for the apartment and she was showing me some stuff she wanted to put on the walls. So we yeah, had we a good time. We were mostly uptown more than downtown. It's so funny when I was up, when I lived uptown with my family, all I did was want to go downtown, see my friends downtown, work downtown. Now that I moved downtown I'm like oh no I can't be there Kim did you get a new apartment yeah so funny story I moved right before the pandemic on March 13th of 2020 oh my god that's the exact day it started yeah literally the day it started I remember I'm I moved everything in and then I went to live with my family that night out at the beach and didn't come back um and I kept thinking you know like I'll be back next month and as we all were that life would go back to normal and then it didn't and it was too late to break the lease or anything but you know now I'm living there and I I love it so it all worked out it was just like the worst timing because after college I waited two years to move out um but it was just like not the right time and it's such a pretty apartment with the most beautiful view so that's awesome yeah, it's great. It's really, and it's a, it's a really nice area. It's just, unfortunately, you know, the whole city was so sad for a while. Now I think it's getting back. It looked very, very good this week. I was very pleasantly surprised. I agree. And there's been a lot more traffic in the city, which is actually, which is a good sign because it means that more people are here. Exactly. Um, so that's been good. So why don't we okay. go back to the beginning before we okay. get into, excuse my grandma, which I just love that every time I say it, I laugh because oh, it's okay. a funny name. So <laughs> Tell us about like Kim, when you were little, like, were you guys always so close like that? Yeah. So always very, very close. She is like my second mother. Um, and we live two blocks or where I grew up. My childhood home is two blocks from where my grandma lives. So we basically saw each other on every a, day, every, yeah, <laughs> daily basis. Nothing's changed 25 years later. And yeah, I feel like we just have a lot in common and spend a lot of time together. Yeah, we, it was very nice. At one time, um, my my daughter, Kimmy's mom, lived diagonally across the street from me. My mother lived exactly across the street <laughs> from me. And we lived on the other side of the west side of the, the east side of yeah, the street. Three generations. Three generations. And three we blocks. used to wave to each other. And that was really special. But when my daughter moved to uh up to 82nd street that was a big trauma <laughs> she got out of the neighborhood but we you know it was it was great uh, when the kids were little because uh if uh, my daughter had something to do i could always go out, run over and babysit or or pick them up at school and it was a very it was very very we were very lucky kim are you the oldest grandchild i am so it's me my brother and then i have one more cousin or sorry two more cousins <laughs> Um, and, but yes, I was the first and then the youngest is nine. Right. 
Right. Oh, nice. My son, okay. you know, my son has two little uh, two girls. One's going to Brown in the fall, and uh, the other one is in third grade. So, so great. cute. So we often talk with my parents about how the first grandchild is clearly the favorite, the favorite. even though they're not supposed to say that. <laughs> Mom and I are both first grandchildren. I'm a first grandchild, yeah. and so is Kimberly. <laughs> I think it's not that you're a favorite. It's that you've. It's a special thing when a when a grandparent become with the first child, because you you've been a parent and and everything has always been critical, and you're always worrying about the children. Now, these little beings come into your life, and nothing they do can be really wrong. So, so with your friends, do you go around saying to people more so like, I was a grandmother, like I'm a grandmother for the first time, oh, oh, or yeah. was it more so when you had children, like, no. yeah, I'm a mother? No, nobody really, when you were mothers, everybody was going, your friends were all doing the same thing. Nobody cared. Everybody was like having a nervous breakdown anyway, or <laughs> right. staying up during the night. But when you're a grandparent, it's just, first of all, you don't, you don't hear the children crying. You don't have the bad moments. And, and it's you, like when your dog, your parents get a dog and you get to have all the fun parts of yeah. having a dog. Right. But, but you, don't you don't have, have to, to clean take up care of it or walk it or. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My exactly. dad always said, like, being a parent is amazing, but being a grandparent's <laughs> even better. And he would well, say that's correct. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> it's correct. It's really it's a wonderful thing. And I have to say, I have three granddaughters and one grandson. So the grandson forget. I mean, he's like the, the king of the world in our life. <laughs> How's so, he doing? He's great. He's almost finished his freshman year at Tulane. He's just doing great. And uh, he's very happy. He'll be home next week. I can't wait to give him a hug. Don't he's cry. Oh, my six, God. He's six, two. And uh, he's a Hulk. But um, I can't wait to give him a hug. I remember him in kindergarten. So cute. Yeah, well, he, he's still very cute, but he's just much taller. <laughs> so we say about my brother, too. He's still a little boy, but he's just six one. Exactly. He always had the personality, though, of an adult. Yeah, like, I don't think he ever had like the little boy. Well, because he had a he had a big sister. Right. So I think when you when you have a big sister and you want to do with the family what the big the bigger child uh, is doing you you grow up faster you know you don't have a chance to have a temper tantrum right and you, we're like a big age difference six yeah, years yeah so Kim, but do you have a, other grandparents on your dad's side yes both my grandmother and my grandfather on my dad's side are alive and well and I'm very close with them as well um, we all have mother's day festivities tomorrow <laughs> are they in new york Yes, they live in New York between Long Island and the city. And she's a grand, her other grandma's a, a loves uh, exercise. So Kimmy and she do that all the time. I mean, they are, they are terrific together. Has she yeah. come on the podcast? She hasn't come on our podcast yet. Um, maybe in the future. Yeah, because she still works actively. And uh, I don't know. She's a busy woman. She is. She's... It would be hard to nail her down for an episode, but we'll talk to her about it. <laughs> so how did your family react to you working together? I think they were supportive. Yeah, everybody sort of liked it. It, it was that we weren't going to bother them. So they were happy. Two less, two less annoying people yeah. to, to know what they I were. I think it made a lot of sense to them just knowing your sense of humor, um, that you would make a good, you know, podcast host and just our dynamic together the only person who wasn't thrilled was my brother right well he, well he didn't wasn't that we were working together he didn't yeah. like you talking about your dating yeah that was, was like I can't thing. hear you and your and like my sister and my grandmother talking about sex like it really made him, <laughs> it made him cringe yeah I guess so that. to be fair I don't blame him <laughs> so well, that's but I guess. <laughs> that's okay because uh my son is not listening to our podcast no. he wouldn't 
also. I think, I think, it's, the, I think it's the same thing. It's being same. a silent supporter, like on the stands and just not like involved being like, I got you. I love that you're doing it. I think is the best possible thing for a family member to do in this kind of situation. So will you tell us how the podcast came to be? Was it when you were living together in Florida? Yes. So we, I moved in in Florida um, and I'm, single if not the world already knows that I, <laughs> I make that very clear um and in my 20s and uh I wanted to date down in Palm Beach and we've always been open about my dating life but I was coming home from dates and being like basically I, I, you were acting as my sounding board and I was like what do I do about these situations and I feel like every one you give pretty good advice do I follow it? No, but like sometimes you do. <laughs> sometimes you do. And um, also it's just comical. And I saw the funny in it. And I, oh, everyone who knows Grandma Gail loves her and thinks she's a kick. So I think it was just natural to come up with the podcast idea. And Kim suggested it. And this has become a full-time job for me. I never worked a day in my life. Now we have appointments. So I have to, I have things to do, but. Um, well, you didn't know what a podcast was. No, I had no idea. Well, you, never, you don't know. <laughs> well, I know what it is now, but I still can't get on the thing. I know. <laughs> a little difficult. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a, that's a big problem for my generations. Anything to do with the computers. Yeah. It's hard. Gail, have your friends been listening? Oh, they, they're their biggest fans. I, we get calls constantly. I mean, you, it was a sketch down in Florida <laughs> and uh, it was, it's been very well received by everybody. And everyone says we're telling the truth, but they don't like to say it, you know, normally to their <laughs> grandchildren. And I'm doing, I'm doing all the dirty work for yes, everybody. <laughs> exactly. There's no filter here. And I think people like that. And I've, a lot of your friends had said that they listen with their grandchildren, right. which is really nice. And that makes me happy that that could bring people together in that way also. Um, but yeah, I feel like your friends are probably our biggest fans. They, they, they figured out Instagram and Spotify and all of that just to support us, which <laughs> I love. That's really sweet. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and just like we're trying to do, like you're modeling an open relationship. Right. And that can only help. I think well, well, it helps. It helps in certain situations. <laughs> I think it, it's it's good to talk things out and it gives somebody uh, an, a second opinion about what they're really thinking and if their thinking is correct and it doesn't hurt and they know they're coming from a place of love. It's not a coming from a place where they would be jealous or try to be have an advantage over you. It's really coming from uh, your heart. So I think that's where your podcast and our podcast are similar. Yeah, especially people who either don't have a relationship with their mother or grandmother or they've passed away. I've gotten that from some of my friends. They're like, it makes me really happy to hear that because they remind me of my relationship that I had. And like I can kind of get that advice through her and through what you guys have together. So I think you guys probably could relate to that as well. Yeah. We're lucky that we can. It's, it's, we've had that kind of thing where someone says, Oh, I never thought I could you know, speak like that to my mom or be that open with her. And maybe I'm going to try it now. Or so a mom, you know, our age demographic, I'm sure like yours is Kim, like you're in my ages and then like fifties and sixties. Right. If there's you're that. being kind. <laughs> <laughs> But it's well, good. Well, and I'll so, take that. <laughs> there are some moms who are like, yeah, you know, I, I like hearing about an open mother-daughter relationship and seeing that it works. And we still have boundaries, but mm-hmm. something that's very open. Do you guys ever disagree about things? Oh, mostly. Yeah. Our perspectives are very different. Well, 
I, I think dating leads to marriage. The dating doesn't lead to a sleepover. So uh, it's, you know, uh, there should be a finite rule after a certain amount of dates. It's enough. Okay, let's not- be clear. I'm not sleeping around. <laughs> You're definitely That's not sleeping around. Like. You're definitely not sleeping around. But right. it, after a few months of going out with somebody, it's enough. You like right. them or you don't like them right. and let's move on. Especially if you're over 25, 26, it's enough out there. This is not a <laughs> sorority party anymore. Yeah. And I guess my perspective on it is like, of course, end goal for sure. That's what it is. But sometimes, you know, you're at a place where I just want to date for fun or I'm dating multiple people because I don't know if, what this is going to turn into, like, if they're going to be on the same page as me, I think it's good to have your eggs in many baskets just in case. And I guess that's where our mind kind of, but like the end goal is the same. I think that's all that matters. So when you guys were living together in Florida, Kim, did you ever bring a guy home? No. No. (laughs) First of all, she wouldn't let him come home because she was so worried about I would get COVID. I mean, she was, uh, thank God we got those shots. I mean, she's having a breakdown over us. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want people to come upstairs inside and meet Mm -hmm. them. Um, and if I ever did something that I felt was sketchy, I avoided them for a few days, but I really, you know, I was meeting people outside one-on-one kind of thing. Um, I mean, she met people in passing if they happened to be picking me up or something like that. And of course you would look at them and be like, well, I already know everything about you. Like your father's <laughs> name, where you like, where you went to school and oh like your job and where you're going to work in the future and everything. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes they would have a very brief conversation, but no, I never was like inviting somebody to dinner. I don't think I got to that point with anybody when we lived together. Do you, do you think it was mostly COVID related? No, I think just none of my relationships progressed to that point where I was ready to bring them around the family or that they were ready. Yeah. But now that everyone has the vaccine, um, who you like, who you would. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No, now I would feel comfortable. Um, you know, if there was somebody to do a group dinner or, I mean, it's funny because on a lot of dating apps, actually, I think I have as one of my prompts, that I have a podcast with my grandma. So a I lot of people that. slide in and they're like, should I get a date with you or your grandma first? Like, should we run oh. co- like do a coffee date and then she can like vet me and then they meet actually you. actually a really good idea. Actually, you should put that on your dating profile. That's a great idea. Yeah, like with your kids. I think, I mean, it's a cute thing and it starts a conversation. Um, but maybe for an episode, I should just have you show up for the date and not me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what you should do, you should read what people's messages are. Yeah, we actually, we were gonna, this uh, last week's episode, I think episode 12, it was, we went through my dating app and she swiped left and right on a bunch of people and redid my profile with new prompts. We were gonna do some responses. I just think it was so out of the ball. Like people would be like, hey, and she'd be like, hello. Like, what is your day looking like? It just wasn't (laughs) like my vibe and I didn't want my name out there saying that stuff, but maybe in the future. Maybe. What are the apps you're on? Because mom doesn't have any. Okay. So I am on a few. <laughs> I'm on uh, Raya. Okay. Locks Club and Hinge. Got it. I deleted Locks Club. I, I had that. And then I had a bad date and it just reminded me how much I don't like dating apps. Yeah. Was that the guy you were WhatsApping with? You said on our podcast? <laughs> That's a different that guy. Else? That guy oh, was okay. like, found um, me on Facebook. Yeah. That was like, <laughs> But like really I knew, weird. I knew someone he knew, so there was a connection. 
Okay. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing. Why, why was it a disaster locks club date? Remind me. Oh, it was just, he like aggressively un unmatched. He unmatched un- her unmatched with me after it was like perfectly pleasant seeming, but he also shared with me too much medical information. Oh, so maybe he just wanted free medical advice. I think it happens all the time to me where, okay, years ago, I went on a date with a guy who is a doctor, but doesn't work as one. He's a venture capitalist. And he knew I was a doctor and we had this, I think my sister found him somehow. Anyway, cute guy, nice. He brings to the date in like a briefcase, some photos and he's like, he said, I'd like to show you my intraoperative photos. Stop. What does that mean? Tumor I had removed from my thigh. (laughs) And I said to him, I don't really want to see those photos on our, during dinner. No. And he was, that's disgusting. He couldn't believe I didn't want to see them. He insisted on showing them to me. Also, that's just like, if you ever thought this woman was going to have sex with you, dude, like now <laughs> it's never going to happen. Also, she's seen your tumor. You're not you're a like- surgeon. <laughs> no, but like the whole thing was so weird. Like the crossing of so many boundaries. Right. That is- I actually didn't know that. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then like, we're friends on Facebook now, you know, all these years later, he's remarried he's got a couple more kids he looks like a normal person on the surface but we you know you've seen his but you know. yeah. that's the thing yeah. yeah i think you uh dodged a bullet yeah can you recommend mom any any dating apps well no i tried to get on raya and i got waitlisted oh so that was annoying okay. so this is so funny with raya but i like was on a waitlist for such a long time and then I said to my mom, like, do you know any contacts at Raya? And she was like, I actually think I know the founder. So then I think he like bumped me up on the wait list. So I only waited a day or two. Um, But I think it should take like a month. You need a referral or something. The problem is Raya has mostly California type people. And what's Um, the point of that? It's like a waste of time. She, Yeah, she's swiped with me a bit. You can't filter location on there. So, you know, I think. It's geographically not not good if you live in the Northeast. No, no, there are New York people, but you can't only see people from oh, New York. Oh, so let's it. say you can see 10 people. They can show me one person from right. New York. If I don't like him, I got to wait until the next time I can swipe. And it's limited, like unless... No, I think it's, I don't even think you could pay for a fast pass kind of thing. Like they only show you 10 a day or whatever it is. So I think that that app is less of a relationship app and more of a social networking app um okay or like if you're a bi-coastal person if you're an artist right. I mean, um it was good for you because you met some people in the field yeah like oh. in the entertainment oh. business it's kind of good um or even fashion but i recommend hinge and locks club i guess if you're jewish for finding an actual relationship i find that the people on there want to date uh, more than just you know hook up or socialize and you can filter it I think with premium, um, which is, you know, I have everything filtered to a T. I think for your age, like these, like dating apps are great because the people are pretty young. The guys are pretty young. So they don't have so much baggage, but when you get to be my age, right. like if I don't know some, if there's no connection that someone can vouch for this person. Or- I wouldn't go out with them either, Amy. You're yeah. right. It I, worries I think- me. Yeah. Not only worries you, what's the point? Meet some of there's so many people that, that know people in New York that can fix you up. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's I think it's starting. Somehow- it's starting now. Like just now, it seems like people are going out more. Right. All of a sudden I'm hearing, oh, I'm going to set you up with this person. Oh, I'm thinking right. about this guy. Oh, so I, it's like starting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have to ask everyone. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that 
seems desperate. I think that just seems like, you know, I'm single and I, I want to meet people and I'm asking you because I think you might have like a similar social group or values or whatever it is. Like I literally, I'm going on a date next week and I went to um, Valerie Joseph shout out if, if you guys, if you get your hair cut there, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, Valerie, who are you setting me up with? And I have a date with someone. He like a random person next I week. I love him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's so the good. best. Is he dating anyone? I hope he's happy. Not that I know of. I'm oh. not sure. I did not ask him, but yeah, he's great. Um, but yeah, I think you just got to ask around because yeah, like you never know and just not wait for someone to fall on your lap. And if they do like great. amazing. Yeah, great. I don't think that happens. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. I also think it's probably better to do a setup now because you could meet someone on the hinge or whatever, and then they could have like little kids, you know, like guys. You wouldn't know unless you asked. Right. If you wouldn't, you might like think, get excited about them like before then you get there and it's like a waste of a night. Right. There's a lot of lying. There's a lot of fake stuff. Yeah. See, that's what I don't like about those apps because they don't always tell the truth. Kimmy had some pictures on. Everybody was holding a baby in those pictures. I, I never so, heard. So I find that sometimes guys post like a picture with their niece or something to like, they're like young uh, guys. Like, I don't think it's their oh. children. I think they just think that it's cute that they are holding a child. Like it's a babe magnet, like a puppy. Exactly. Well, like, a puppy is all right. We saw a lot of ones with yeah, dogs. A lot of pictures when I went on them, like, I don't know, five years ago, there were guys, a lot of guys holding a fish that they supposedly caught. <laughs> That's like a stereotype. But th- it was like that. I know. There were all these fish. It's true. It's a true stereotype. I don't know. I know. Everyone hold. Yeah. It's like the guy, he's so proud of his fish. The <laughs> other one that everybody does is, um, or at least maybe because I see this because I filter to Jewish, but everyone's like dream dinner guest, Larry David. Oh Every single person says Larry David, <laughs> like be original. Uh, it's, tr- I mean, that w- he'd be a great dinner guest. Though. Yes, he would I be. Know. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah he'd be funny but he's also so like pretty negative yeah well that's the world we live in here <laughs> but, yeah that's true. i guess that's true oh <laughs> so what do you guys like when you're thinking about your podcast where do you want to take it what are your like guests coming up if you're allowed to talk about it unless it's a secret or yeah so next week we have lindsay metzelar who's the host of we met at acme which i'm really excited about um she's like one of my favorite dating podcasters and she came on with her mom lisa um she was terrific she was really very nice yeah very nice and you said after grandma you're like she's much more mature than you are (laughs) (laughs) well she is how old is she is she older yes yes okay (laughs) you're 25 and she's in a relationship yeah. She, she's in a steady relationship. So she which has is nice. five years on me. Right. So. Well, we're, I hope we're not waiting five years. I, I, you know, my time is limited <laughs> on this earth. Oh, God. Yeah, I you sound s- like my dad with the way that he talks to Zoe. So yeah. I graduated college like three weeks ago. And, oh, yeah, congrats. Oh, thank you. And the past few years, he's been saying, Zoe, he taps on his arm. I want a great granddaughter. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, Papa, do you want me to graduate college or have a baby? Right. He's like, right. okay, you're right. But now that I'm graduated, he's like, I'm ready. Now get on it. Get on it. I'm 22. <laughs> I'm 22. Kyle no, you're Bride. too young. You're too, too young. young. You're too young. <laughs> He's like, I'm so ready. He wants, he loves babies. Yeah, well, we all love babies. Yeah. I know. I think I, like the more you nag about it, it's like you start now the nagging because by year five, you're like, all right, already. So it's like, yeah. you know, now, now it's just a bearable amount of nagging. But I'm not nagging because I haven't seen anybody come through the door that I'd want you to have a baby with. True. When I see that, then I'll start nagging. She'll say he's the one. 
Exactly. Well, now Kim's got her Kim's got her apartment. No, I don't say he's the one every time. You do. I do. Every date I go on, you're like, he's gonna be your husband. (laughs) I love him. Well, but then the following week, I say no. Yeah, but you can't say that right away. You have to wait. (laughs) Otherwise, like it's like the boy who cried wolf. That's true. All right, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give any more positive reviews. You can if you want. I'm just telling you. I'm. I'm showing you your own imperfection. Okay. So Gail, you're not, you can't be worried about Kim. I mean, she's got the whole- Oh, I'm not worried about her at all. I'm I'm not worried, but I do worry in the sense that they have to forget that they're not in college anymore. College is over. And now you have to go on with your your life, your career, your personal life. It's the next stage. And you can't be constantly thinking that everything is a sorority and a fraternity. Wait, I feel like I, I never act like that. Like I didn't even like college parties. Well, because you had a boyfriend. In the beginning, you sort of liked it, didn't you? Yeah, no, no, I liked oh. it. I'm just saying, why do you think I act like that now? No, I'm just saying now you you have friends that say, that, you know, let's all get together as a group and go to somebody's house and rent a house. I mean, those things are over as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's unnecessary. <laughs> I don't think why so. are they mutually exclusive? Um, I sort of like I sort of like her to be be exclusive with one person. No, meaning like, why can't you go to a group party and then also have a serious relationship? You can't. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't uh, go to a party. I just think that it's not all about hooking up and meeting somebody and then uh, having a one on time. And, you know, that stuff is over. First of all, it's not even healthy. And second of all, who (laughs) wants it? (laughs) Are you worried, Gail, that the guys that Kim's dating are more like that? No, I think she's more like that. I think no. she she's not ready to commit to one person at all. It's not that she's going out with a multiple amount of people and sleeping around. I think she just doesn't like them. She just tosses them all out. But what if, so maybe she just hasn't met the right one yet. But That's so if correct. The right one comes that, along. She would do those. I think I think you're probably right, Amy. Absolutely. I think you're, you're not worried that that if Mr. Wright comes along, Kim will not see it that he's Mr. Wright. Well, I don't know. I don't know if she knows what Mr. Wright really looks like. I think I think I would know who my own personal Mr. Wright was. Maybe he's not your Mr. Wright. Oh, it's it's your Mr. Wright is from a reality show that's so ridiculous. It's it's something in La La Land. I mean, these guys don't even exist. What what you're feeding all your your young girlfriends? No, do you mean with. like a romantic comedy? No, like that bachelor type of thing. Oh, forget those guys. I mean, those guys are that's like a fairy tale they're making up. And everybody's looking for this, this fantasy guy. And that just doesn't happen in reality. Well, everyone on The Bachelor breaks up after like a couple months. Exactly. Right. Because it's a very produced situation of here's a helicopter date to a romantic (laughs) meal on the beach. Like that's not life. Right. Yeah, But I think what happens is it ruins it for, for a normal guy who just wants to go out and maybe eat in a diner. Everybody's (laughs) expecting to be taken in a helicopter to a private Island. And it falls short when the poor guy just goes for a, a, for lunch someplace and has a grilled cheese sandwich. That's correct. Gail. I do expect that. Yep. Wait, but Kim, do you think you and your friends actually think dating is like these reality shows? I don't think you probably do. No, of course not. I think that um, we have, I think a lot of my girlfriends actually have very low expectations. The bar is set extremely low for a guy to be respectful and nice. I agree. I think, um, yeah, like if someone even is like, oh, do you want me to pick you up on the way to dinner? That goes so far. Whereas like something like that really should be the norm. You know, that that is a nice thing, but you know, paying for dinner, planning in advance, things that should be so 
basic. A lot of people don't do. So I actually think, I don't think my friends want fantasy at all. I think we're joking about it, but I think they all just want someone who like cares enough to put in the effort. But I think a lot of the girls now have made it difficult for the guys. Why? Yeah. I, I think that I, I think that they're intimidated by very successful women and they get nervous. And it's something that that a lot of men can't hack. They want to be they want to be in control. They want to be the one to make the decisions. Too bad for them. That's well. sad. Sucks. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Girl bigger, girl bigger. But they're also, Gail, they're if they're 25, then they're of Kim's generation. Who were well, she up. doesn't. I hope she isn't dating 25 year olds. She needs to go a little older than that. Oh, 29, 30. Yeah. No. Okay. In okay. a generation where feminism and women working. Yes. Is yes, absolutely. More. No, absolutely. And their moms working was probably more, you know, more common. So yeah, those guys who respect women for working and for being a woman should be out there. It's just, yeah. Not so easy to find them. Well, that's what you're working on too. Yes, but I, it might be harder for, for me because maybe guys my age or a little bit older <laughs> are more intimidated by a successful working woman. Yeah, and you're extremely successful and have like such an amazing brand and practice. Obviously, when you're 25, you're still like figuring yourself out and like, yeah. I'm, I'm not, you're in an amazing place right now. So I imagine how that could be intimidating to many men who like, they would have hit their peak probably if they've hit it by now. And I'm sure you're like way above a lot of them in many ways, just like you love what you do. You're amazing at it. Um, Thank you. And so I think that's like a little bit of a different situation. I agree. I agree. I don't know. Well, you can think about that. Yeah. We have two questions we ask every guest. So both of you can answer these. The first mm-hmm. one is, can you please share an embarrassing moment between, well, you can do it between you guys or between you, Kim, with your mom, the three of you, whatever you want. So this is hard, but we can't, we couldn't think of anything embarrassing. I think think what we can talk about is we all have like such a complicated relationship with like restaurants and going out to eat. Like (laughs) every time that we are out for dinner, my mom will actually, let's start it with, we get there and let's say it's a seven 30 reservation. Mm-hmm. My mom will be like, okay, uh, you know, Merstein for seven 30. And they'll be like, it's going to be a 10 minute wait for your table. And my mom will be like, you don't honor reservations at this restaurant. Like, oh, I don't you understand. Do she does that. It's awful. <laughs> it's it's so it's like, they can't control it, but right. it, I don't just wait and be quiet. Yeah. Right, we want to say be quiet. <laughs> Right. And then we sit down at the table. Like, let's say she doesn't like what she ordered. She'll be like audible for the waiter to hear. This is the most disgusting food. This place is going to be closed in a week. Oh, no. It, 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 it usually closes in a week. She's well, usually right. So she'd be um, a critic. Yeah. Yeah, I know. She should be. I told her. I, I have a business idea for her, but offline. Um, but I feel like that embarrasses me a lot, even like you, and you get like that too. Remember that time? Oh, my birthday dinner. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, we ate, uh, we ate a very cute place on uh, Madison Avenue in the eighties. And, uh, it, my daughter, Kimmy's mom brought uh, a birthday cake and we sat down and we had, had a pleasant dinner. And then she told the waiter to please serve the cake. And he said, well, you know, if we serve the cake, it's $60. Cake is, so, the cake uh, is free. The cake 
a service charge. I said, are you kidding me? Why would they charge? That's what I understand. Why charge? Because you brought a cake in and they charge you to serve it? They charge us to serve it. They ordered their own rest, their own dessert. Their own dessert. So we said we'd order their dessert, but bring the cake out. They said, well, that's an additional $60 plus the dessert. I said, finally, I I couldn't take it anymore. And I didn't know what blogging was. And I said, I'm going to blog you. (laughs) (laughs) And I still think I I applied the term wrong, of course, uh, when, when I said it. And but meanwhile, they called me the next day and they said they were very apologetic. We're so sorry. We're going to take it off the bill. And I said, well, I'll tell you, I'm never. And we were very we actually uh, used to go there a lot. I said, I'm never coming back instead of taking calling me today and ruining my birthday the last night and embarrassing my daughter that she brought a cake. I said, you should have done that the night of the uh, of the party. And um, I'm not very coming back. And we never did. They and of closed. course, now they closed. Yeah. Yeah. Serves them right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it does. My dad always takes issue with the cakeage fee. And often, like, we've got food allergies. I've heard of that before. And, like, sometimes we bake because of the food allergy. And yeah. they don't Right. Yeah. Right. They're like, you could be, they, they're like, well, you're probably making it up, which we're not. But so Well, I don't have, I didn't have an allergy. It was just that she happened to have bought a very pretty cake. And it was, it, you know, I, at the end of the thing, it wasn't worth it. Every, we were so aggravated wow. over the cake. Yeah. What we stopped doing because we had this same thing is okay. we would just not order dessert and go back to one of our apartments for the cake. Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Good thinking. And so the second question we ask every guest is, what's your favorite <laughs> breakfast cereal? We are big cereal people, so we have to know. Ooh. Well, I don't have, have cereal. I have pecan. I have little little tasty cake uh, pecan rolls. It's are... like food, like frozen um, cinnamon buns, <laughs> right? That from oh. the nineteen fifties. That like <laughs> are probably from then, literally, and just have been in the, <laughs> They're in the freezer. They're in the freezer. They're still well, good. You eat a lot of cereal too, don't you? I feel like no. I don't eat cereal. You eat like raisin bran. Oh, I, no. Poppy likes likes Cheerios. We eat a lot of Cheerios in our house because they're supposedly healthy for everything, for your heart, for your thinking, for everything. I am a huge oatmeal person. Does that count as a cereal? No, it doesn't. Nope, but that's okay. (laughs) You like that granola. I love oatmeal too. Okay, well, Bob Red's, what is it? Bob's Red Mill oatmeal is like my life. So I'm going to go with that and I'm not going to betray it. All right. That's great. And Gail, I just wanted to go back for a sec. Can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with your mom? And what do you think she would have thought about this podcast? My mom was the greatest and uh, we were extremely close. We did everything together and she adored my daughter and her greatest thrill was this grandchild, this great grandchild. And she really actually died the week of Kimmy's bat mitzvah and um, Kimmy dedicated the the evening to her and they were beautiful things sent to the hospital and in my mother's honor to Mount Sinai because that's where she did die. Um, It it was uh, we had a wonderful family relationship. We've been very fortunate and um, we've all lived within a few blocks of each other our whole lives. And we're all like kind of the same person. Yeah, we really (laughs) are. A little bit of a twist. Barbara is more like her. Sorry, my mother is more like my great grandma mother right and then I feel like we're more exactly in tune yeah so I I think we've all we've we've worked it out so that our family relationships are really pretty good we might not get along with anybody else no we get along perfectly with our family that's all you need really it's very impressive thank you thank you and thank you and and aspirational 
Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank no you. No new friends. We're, we, we're not making any new friends. We've eliminated the friends. <laughs> I think that's great. Mom doesn't agree with me, but I love, I always say that. I'm talking to, I, the other day, you know what I said to her? I was talking about something. I was like, oh, which friend was I talking about that to? I was like, oh, it was my psychiatrist. Right. right. <laughs> no new friends. No new friends. Right, it's just mom, like therapist. Mom, grandma, psychiatrist. Boyfriend. And Boyfriend. you have friends. Hello. Yeah, but like, that was, it was funny. Yes. Okay, yeah. Well, I think that is a beautiful note to end on. As you can follow Kim and Gail on their podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts and on Instagram at excuse my grandma. Anything else you want to share, plug? Um, yeah, you can follow me at my personal Instagram at Kim Merstein, K-I-M-M-U-R-S-T-E-I-N. And thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for, thank having, you for having us. Bye. Bye, guys. Okay. It's time for Ask Dr. Amy. Ready for your first question? Sure. Okay. Favorite cleaning solution slash supplies for the home? Okay. Well... We try to use eco-friendly products, but and we really like seventh generation mm-hmm. for doing dishes and hand soap, but I always get the fragrance-free stuff. We have some of the Mrs. Myers products, but also you can't beat bleach. We need bleach for toilets and bathtubs and showers. There's no getting around it. You can't kill everything bad without that stuff. So a little bit of bleach, Dyson vacuums, which are amazing. <laughs> and really just lots of soap and water. Yeah. Seventh generation is good. Um, don't forget to keep moisturizer by your sink. Like you always do. So your hands don't get dry from washing and, and kitchen gloves are my favorite. They (laughs) keep my hands invincible while I'm doing dishes. So what's the brand that you get? I don't, I don't remember. I used to get the Playtex ones. Those are yellow. And now I have these purple ones. I prefer the color. I don't know. Okay. Next question. Any tips for someone beginning Accutane treatment soon? Okay, well, I do prescribe a lot of Accutane and I think it's the best medicine. It works 96% of the time. There are some annoying side effects so that, that are tolerable and dose dependent. So sometimes I'll see patients come in and I think they're on too high of a dose from another doctor because their lips are cracked or their skin is like peeling off um, or they're crazy, like so sun sensitive. So anyway, those are the main side effects lip dryness. So I always say invest in a good lip balm. It can be whatever lip balm you want. It should not be Blistex or Carmax because those two actually have ingredients in them that make your lips more dry. So you use more of the thing? to buy, Yes, to buy it more quickly. So don't use those two, but otherwise most lip balms are great. Plain old chapstick, Vaseline, Aquaphor, Burt's Bees, but there's one medicated chapstick that's excellent for people who take, who are taking Accutane. It's called Dr. Dan's Cordy Balm. <laughs> I used to use that. So it's Dan, D-A-N apostrophe S. Cordy Balm is one word. C-O-R-T-I-B-A-L-M. I usually just suggest that patients buy it on Amazon because it's nearly impossible to find it in a store, at least in New York. And you can get like a five pack for 15 or 18 bucks. So invest in some of that, get a good sunscreen. Whatever's exposed is sensitive to a sunburn. So face sunscreen, body sunscreen, good moisturizer. And then you're usually set. Um, if you're a woman who's sexually active, you absolutely cannot get pregnant while you're taking Accutane because it causes first trimester birth defects. So be really careful about using proper birth control and hang in there because at the beginning, 
it, it, it takes a little while to kick in. It usually takes six to eight weeks to start working. So if you don't know that in the first month, you might feel dejected if your skin's still breaking out. And if you're started on too high of a dose to begin with, you might get worse before you get better. It's if you, if you search it online, you'll see that it says like a purging happens. I don't know. We don't use that word typically as doctors, but also know there's a lot of misinformation online about Accutane. So, so much. Well, there was a study last year by the American Academy of Dermatology, and it was like 55% of information on YouTube about Accutane is wrong and other websites. So if more than half of the information you're reading online is wrong, like that's horrendous. There's all sorts of myths about it and stuff. So just go back to the prescribing doctor and sit down with him or her and ask as many questions as you need to write down your questions ahead of time, but just know that this is an amazing, often life-changing medication and it's made from a vitamin. It's a form of vitamin A. Good luck. Good luck. With your treatment. Enjoy. <laughs> I love Jackson. Okay. That's it. Okay. So we only had two questions this week. Thanks everybody. So you can send in questions anytime and we'll weave them into our Ask Dr. Amy segments. Yeah. Thank you so much. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at Embarrassing You Podcast. Give us five stars on iTunes, please. Thank you. Have a great week. Thanks. Bye. Ciao.